Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When most people think of psychedelics, they think of Timothy Leary. Tune in, turn on, and drop out. Hippies from the 60s and 70s. The Beatles' Revolver album. But they've been around for a lot longer than that. I'm Lexi, and this is Delightfully Different, and this is the first in a two-part episode. My next guest lives in Peru and says don't call them psychedelics, call them plant medicines. They've been used for centuries in South America for therapeutic purposes. Hey, my name is Luke, and um, I'm a neurofeedback practitioner, and uh, I run retreats in Peru that combine ayahuasca, brain mapping, neurofeedback, and um, uh, jujitsu. In jujitsu, okay. So you're located in Peru. Are, are do you do this specifically in Peru because ayahuasca and psychedelics of that sort are um, legal? Well, yeah, it's kind of where I came down first because ayahuasca is the um, or Peru's epicenter for ayahuasca. So okay. it's one of major places in the world to travel to for ayahuasca. Okay, gotcha. And um, what exactly? So what exactly do you do? People come to a retreat uh, with you. And what exactly happens at this retreat? So on retreats, we do, um, we're kind of unique on our, on our retreats. We do pre and post brain maps. We do a, a brain map before and a brain map afterwards. It's a QEEG brain map. And um, with this, we can track all the changes in the brain that happen um, pre and post or from the time, they, the time they arrive and the time they leave. So we see massive changes in the brain, um, neuroplasticity, lifting of anxiety, lifting of depression, lifting of... Um, head trauma, ADD even. Really? So we're seeing all kinds of things. And yeah, yeah, okay. focus can change. Uh, I've seen no one publish anything on this, but I think we're the first people to talk about it and publish, actually, I was just recently published. Um, but yeah, so we do pre and post brain mapping. We do uh, spiritual neural uh, feedback in the retreats. We train spiritual states. Um, we do jujitsu because jujitsu is uh, what we even really... Uh, for us, martial arts, especially jujitsu, is, is medicine. So we include that in our retreats as well, because um, just like in ayahuasca, sometimes you dig deep and face yourself, and jujitsu is the same way. Um, you might be in an uncomfortable position, and you may have to face yourself and see what you have inside of you. And um, yeah, I think it's just been so powerful for myself and our team. We All of us are uh, jiu-jitsu lovers. So we have a whole team of people that we wow. work with and we all do jiu-jitsu, which is kind of pretty unique for a plant retreat. Extremely and, unique. Um, and that, that is what struck me as well. Yeah. When I saw the jiu-jitsu yeah. was added in with it, I found that very interesting because I've, I've been doing research on this and it doesn't seem like anybody else adds in the jiu-jitsu. I see meditation and uh, yoga doesn't seem that different from the others, but the jiu-jitsu is definitely very different. Well, yeah, I think for us, jujitsu's um, been so powerful and so healing. 
it's a martial art, but it's also a way of life. Um, we build community, friendships like I never have before. Um, or I, not a long time, at least. It reminds me, I was in the Marine Corps before this wow. um, years ago. And that brings me back to that. So um, the people we spar with every day, it challenges you every day. Every day you test yourself on the mat. There's no uh, way to not face yourself because every day you see how good you are. And sometimes you might have tough days, but every time you come back out and, and do it again, and everyone else is for everyone else. We're all here for each other. So it's this really beautiful relationship and bonding. Um, my partner talks about how in modern the modern world, we don't, don't hug or touch like we used to do in like tribal societies or how human beings are meant to do. So just that touch of uh, even if you're trying to choke someone, like we're friends and we're touching yeah. each other. And uh, <laughs> it's just so powerful. Um, so I think it goes really well with plant medicines because um, it brings the physicality into uh, the retreat setting because so much um, we're not about pillow sitting and just meditating. We're about being in your body as well. I wow. think it's important. I think so many people in the spiritual path, they forget how important the body is. I mean, that whole point of yoga is to use the body to reach enlightenment and uh, to ignore that we do it at our own detriment. So we bring the plant medicines in, we bring jujitsu in, and we also bring the, they said the, um, spiritual brain training and brain mapping. So all those two, all those three things together have changed our lives and we're excited to bring to, to other people. Okay. So now you just had a retreat in this past, this past December. Was that your first, your guys' first retreat? Yeah, that was our first retreat. It went great. Uh, yeah, I friend, heard. <laughs> <laughs> a friend from Omaha, Nebraska. That's where I'm from originally. I live in Peru now. He was in the Marine Corps with me and he goes, Hey, I want to come down to Peru and, and do all this stuff check it out, all the things you're doing. And I don't know if I was ready yet to run retreats, uh, but we put together, my partner and I put together this amazing retreat and friends came together. We had our jujitsu uh, coach come in. He's a black belt, first degree black belt named Bruno. And we had uh, our acupuncturist come in. We had some other friends come in to help us videotape it and document it. Um, so it's just so, so amazing. So um how long does a retreat last? Someone signs up for a retreat and they and they come to Peru. How long is this like a weekend long thing or is it like a week long? So our retreat's eight days. The next one we're actually doing nine days. So usually it depends on the retreats. Okay. Um, so some retreats are seven days. Some retreats are a couple of weeks. I think the, the more popular ones are seven days. Okay. But for everything you want to fit in, we're doing a little longer now, nine days. Because we're fitting so much in. And then someone comes there and you give them some sort of a psychedelic. Um, and I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Huachuma. Is that it? The, the cactus Huachuma. That's what Jeremiah said that you specialized in, or is it uh, ayahuasca? So at a retreat, we do both. Okay. And we what is both. the difference between the two? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> are they, are they both psilocybin? <laughs> no, no. So uh, okay. ayahuasca is um, DMT. DMT, so ayahuasca, okay. Dimethyltryptamine. And when you take ayahuasca, it's a vine from the jungle. So you take this vine along with a shakuna leaf that inhibits, basically it takes away the whatever in the stomach metabolizes the DMT. When you take these things together, you have this DMT experience. And it lasts about four or five hours. It's a traditional medicine for the Peruvians. So we don't really call it psychedelics. We call it plant medicines. Okay. And... Well, not just Peruvians, the whole Amazon Basin uses this from Brazil to Ecuador. So many 
these are all indigenous tribes and they still have shamans and they've had shamans for thousands of years. So they use this for healing. Um, so it's not like a traditional, like LSD, for example, LSD right. is a chemically made um, psychedelic. So this is always taken in a spiritual context with a, well, you, for us and for everyone else down here is taking a spiritual context with a shaman that guides the experience. So it's a, it's very much uh, in that, in that environment. So it's not just, for us, it's not about the pure alkaloid of the experience or whatever that whatever that molecule is, is the wholeness of the experience, of the shamanic experience. And you're and, and then, so anybody yeah. that's listening, this is not to come trip balls in Peru and have a <laughs> people are seeking relief in um from pain, some sort of something trauma that they've had in their life. People are coming to you specifically because they have some sort of um a problem, a mood disorder, and then this can help. Yeah, no, it can be very, very uh, powerful. So for me, I was in the Marine Corps, and I went to Afghan. Then I went to Afghanistan, and all these things happened in my life, and I was looking for direction. Um, I deployed to Afghanistan, the infantry unit, and afterwards, I was looking for direction where I want to go. I also was experiencing extreme anxiety. <laughs> looking back on it, it as PTSD, but you know, I didn't know that. I was just looking for anything. Yeah. And then I heard about this plant in the jungle, and this was nine years ago. And then I came down to try it. And it gave me a whole new view of reality. Uh, it gave me a view of how we're spiritual beings. We live in a spiritual universe, and how to take it seriously. And it really opened myself up to experiences I never thought were possible. Okay. And so walk me through what happens. Someone comes down there and uh, like the first night, do you give them the plant medicine and they have an experience? So everyone's different, but for most retreats, the first night they come to settle in and they usually talk about their intentions either that night or the next morning because intentions are very important. Like you say, you're not coming down here to trip balls. You're coming here to heal or to learn. Um, so most people come down, they start off to heal trauma or wounds, and then you start learning about the spiritual space over time. So it's very intentional. It's not to be taken lightly because the experience can be very, very challenging. Um, so I've had some very, very challenging experiences, but those challenging experiences allowed me to face myself, face my soul, face my, my shadow, my demons. And I came out stronger from those experiences. So it's not always fun to face these things. That's a unique thing about shamanism. It's not just a pill. Um, you might have to go deep. You might have to go deep into yourself and like really find out who you are. So, yeah, it's not just, uh, just taken lightly. So usually the first day they come in, they talk about their intentions. Um, it's it's lighthearted and serious at the same time. So we, we always have fun because life should be uh, approached with a light heart, but also what we're doing is very serious work and we're there for the healing and each person is there for the healing. So usually the first day they come in and then the second, second day, the first night of the ceremony for our retreat, we do three ceremonies, okay. three ayahuasca ceremonies in one week. And then we do one Wachuma ceremony at the end of the week. So and that's how you say Wachuma. <laughs> yeah. It's called Wachuma or San Pedro. It's a cactus. And it's actually really common. Um, it contains mescaline like peyote does. There's okay. the alkaloids probably different besides that. But um, Wachuma is a Quechua name. It's the local indigenous population in the mountains. It's um, there's about 11 million speakers of this language, and they're uh, they're they're mountain people basically. And uh, Quechua is found in the mountains. So whereas ayahuasca is from the jungle, um, Wachuma is from the mountains. And like I said, it's also called San Pedro. Might be more okay. familiar term. So <laughs> pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, and then what happens? I understand you probably throw up after you take it and then you have an experience. So ayahuasca, we call it purging and some people do and some people don't. Okay. Um, I, I have friends that never purge and for me i'm like just releasing but okay. it's very much a spiritual experience because you're in the shamanic realm and you're re- literally releasing um energy you've accumulated so my my second experience of ayahuasca i i was in the jungle and there's these railings because this beautiful maloka is their temple and had these like walkways that's 20 feet off the ground and uh i purged over the side and what i saw was the whole earth open up and I saw all this dark energy go into the earth and I saw it, um, the earth absorbing all this dark energy, like taking it upon itself, all this dark energy I've accumulated in my, in my life. So it's a very, very powerful experience. So, um, it takes that, <laughs> takes it to a whole new level when you realize like what this purging really means. And it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's soul stuff. And then are there, do you do activities while you are? experiencing whatever you're experiencing after you take it? Like, um, do you do the jujitsu then while you are feeling all of this? No, or- no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause I've done jujitsu before. And it seems like it'd be real weird to do if you're on. Yeah. That. No, Alaska is too intense. Most, I mean, yeah. we just on our mat. Most people like the facilitators, we can walk around and help people out, but people in their experience, we do in the dark. Ayahuasca is always doing the dark after sunset. Okay. And you Sometimes you can't even see a person across from you. So it's very much an individualized experience, but um, most ceremonies, yeah, you, can, you can't get up and do anything. <laughs> well, and my friend that did this, Jeremiah, who introduced us, yeah. that someone sang to him while, uh, while he was under. Yeah. Okay. And, and he said <laughs> that it was, he, well, I talked to him before he left and he was in a very sad place. I, I had never heard him like this. And he called me the day he got back and he was like, my life has been changed. I I had the most wonderful experience and he started explaining it to me. And he told me about, he said a woman sang to him and he didn't know what she was saying. And it it wasn't necessarily a pleasant experience, but afterwards he was enlightened. Yeah, no, it's, um, they have their magical songs. They're called Icaros. Okay. And, um, they learn these songs from the plants. It sounds really foreign to the Western mind, but, um, these shamans will do diets. They're called diets with plants. Will it be in isolation and just, drink this plant and like a, and a tincture and they do ayahuasca for maybe months on end. And, uh, they learn the soul, the plant. It's a very, very challenging process. So after many, many diets, they start learning these plants songs. So when they see, when they sing to people, they're using the plants to heal other people. They're using the energy from the plants that they've learned to heal the people. 
Wow. Okay. And so then this, does the person, does the shaman sing to the person receiving it for the four hours or how long does this, does it last for four hours? <laughs> yeah, it's four hours. The shaman and, you know, most good shamans, they'll be singing the whole time. Really? So they'll be singing to the whole room usually. And then they'll go through each person and sing them their individual Icaro. They'll sit in front of them. And if, it's almost like uh, psychic surgery. So when it happens to me, imagine you're feeling your aura and all these like blockages getting pulled out or dark pieces of energy or things getting fixed. So do energy healing with their songs. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then when it's over, what happens? Do you start to come out of it? And then where, where is the person? So uh, when the ceremony is over, the, the shaman will sing the last Icaro and we light the candles, fruit comes out. You know, some people are still in it a little bit. Some people are smiling. They have the best experience in their lives. Some people are like, oh man, that was a little rough. Um, but then we kind of what we do at our retreat is we, we share all of our experiences right afterwards, which I really okay. enjoy why it's fresh. Some people do the next day. We share it all right afterwards of what they experienced. And some people just have all these amazing experiences and some <laughs> people have tough experiences, but all of them have lessons in them. The tough ones have lessons. The beauty has lessons. Um, I think when you have trauma, I had a lot of trauma, you have tough experiences at first. I had tough experiences at first, but, uh, and that's normal. That's okay because it takes those tough experiences to work through to to get to the other side. And I still have tough experiences every once in a while, but a lot of my experiences now are just really beautiful. Just look at the awe of the universe, the cosmos, because you don't really this doesn't really happen in day to day life. But I'll just be sitting there, just just in awe of this whole creation, everything that's around us. Does it matter which uh, plant that you use, ayahuasca or and I'm going to say it wrong again, huachuma, huachuma? <laughs> the, the cactus. Chuma. <laughs> Chuma. Does it, is it, is it different? Do you have a different experience with the different things that you take? Yeah. Yes. But every experience is unique. And it's hard to classify them. Okay. But um, for me, ayahuasca and most people, it's, it's very in the depths, the subconscious, the soul type stuff is where the deep work happens. Okay. Um, Wachuma, we do a little bit of lighter dose. So we actually go on a hike and it's actually celebratory and a good way to end of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, and then do you do it three days in a row? Is this like one night after the other you're, you're experiencing this with a, with the ceremony? For us, we do, um, they arrive on a Sunday. We do Monday and Tuesday, ayahuasca, Wednesday off, Thursday, ayahuasca, and we'll do Wachuma on a Sunday. So we have some breaks in between because energy works intense and your body has to recover from it. I mean, your people process a lot of stuff. It seems physically draining as well. I I imagine that someone needs a rest the next day. <laughs> oh yeah. So sometimes people like, yeah, we try to we do a lot of things with jujitsu, but we don't do jujitsu ever the day after ayahuasca because okay. we want like fresh. Because yeah, the day after ayahuasca, it's you're tired, um, you went through a lot of stuff, and yeah, it's a lot of energy work. So we try to like schedule in that downtime so people can recover. And so I noticed that you've got a, a PhD on your team and you're mixing yeah. science. So anybody that thinks that people are just going there to do some tripping and that talking it out, you're not just doing that. You're actually measuring the brain before. What do you find? What, how are you mar marrying science with this? Yeah. So my mentor, uh, Dr. Suter, uh, he's the one of the founders of New Mind Technologies. And it's, um, it's a 
a large, well, as large as neurofeedback companies get, it's a very popular neurofeedback community and many, many clinics use this technology. And um, when I met him, I told, I talked about this project. He was really inspired by that and want to work with me. And I met him at a neurofeedback conference. It was really cool. So he's on one hand, a PhD and an expert in neuroscience. On the other hand, he's a master of Zen and he understands shamanism. So he's mentoring me and teaching me all this. And um, I'm kind of like his field researcher in Peru. So I come down and I'm telling him what my findings are. So we really do find that these things isn't just in people's head, you know? So some people think, oh, that must just be in your head, the psychological experience. But we see massive changes in neuroplasticity. We see changes on all kinds of measures. So our technology has markers for depression, anxiety, um, focus, head trauma, and we can see these measures all inc improve after ayahuasca, which I find very interesting because it's not just one or the other, it's all these things we've seen changes in. So when they come in, when they come out, we, we show them what's happened in their brain, it adds a sense of validation. So some people, um, especially the Western minds, often skeptical. We go, hey, this is what happened. We're actually measuring it scientifically. Um, I go, oh, okay. And for me, for myself, when I first came down, I had these really powerful experiences, but I always had a little bit of doubt. Like, is that in my head? Did that really happen? And now, you know, I've come to believe it does happen, but also I have this technology I can see, like, wow, changes do happen. And people have this massive change in neuroplasticity in a very short period of time. And it's very amazing because when, when the brain's has more plasticity, it allows for novel behavior and it changes people's responses to the world. So it allows them to heal and allows them to interact differently, like solution, find solutions to problems that they might have trouble with. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Lexi, and this is Delightfully Different. I'm talking with Luke, a neurofeedback practitioner for ayahuasca retreats in Peru. And I understand that this also helps with addiction as well, which seems weird because you're taking something that a lot of people here would consider drugs when you're calling yeah. it medicine and it helps these people overcome alcoholism and other sort of addiction. How does that work? Yeah. So from the scientific perspective, I mean, we can look at this different ways. So a lot of addiction is, is um, spiritual related, I would say. So, and, and I think Carl Jung would talk about how all psychological problems in the end are, are, are spiritual problems. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that when we get away from that, we do it at our own risk because we, human beings are naturally spiritual beings and we forget this in modern society. So a lot of times when people have addictions, this is from a trauma in the past and the addiction is a way to like mask that trauma or not feel that trauma. Right. So 
these plants allow people to go in and experience it and like overcome these traumas. Um, and it's very, very powerful and it allows them to work on themselves in a unique way. And from the neuroscience point of view, like I was saying about neuroplasticity, when the brain becomes rigid, it, it, it does not allow for novel solutions. It's locked in a certain way. So both neurofeedback and plant medicines, they increase that neuroplasticity. And it allows the brain to think different ways, allows it to release certain um, thought patterns, emotions, things are holding it back. So I really like this idea of like openness. So when the brain's rigid and the brain and mind, and I would say the soul are all linked, we become rigid and we can't find novel solutions, but when it comes you know, open, then we can find new ways to uh, change our lives and be the best people we want to be. So I, I understand that the, one of the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous actually agrees with you um, and years ago started experimenting with LSD and he ended up, and I'm sure you know this, I'm not telling you anything new, <laughs> um, but found uh, an, an enlightened, he took it himself and then became sober after that, after having this experience and yeah. finding what he called God, I believe he kind of considered it God. Um, so what you're saying is not wackadoo and it has not been go actually been going on for a long time. And I know I live in the state of Utah and just a couple of years ago, they made it so that they can legally start experimenting with therapy and using plant medicine and man-made yeah. LSD type stuff. Um, in yeah. order to, yeah, to start, it's, it's legit. It's not, this isn't some sort of sort of far out there thing and not just here. I know that Oregon and Colorado also have legalized it as well. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And speaking of the founder of um, Alcoholics Anonymous, I forget his name right now, but Bill I also w. what is it? <laughs> Bill well, yeah. W is Bill, what he goes Bill by. Or, yeah. But he wanted to put in um, LSD as one of the steps. Yes. Of, you know, <laughs> I mean, like that's pretty amazing. Um, and also, if you if you look at the program with Alcoholics Anonymous, is it Alcoholics Anonymous? It's a very yeah. spiritual program. Yes. And they're looking, and basically, they're they're giving themselves up to a higher power. That right. they can't overcome these, and that the higher power. I mean, I mean that might be largely inspired by LSD. I don't know the details of how that happened, but it's it's the idea of release, and I think that's really important to the human psychology. The idea that it's not in all of our hands. We don't have total control, and there's other powers and forces at work, and to be open to that, and to let yourself um, be, and to accept yourself, and to ask for that help from higher power. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think it's very interesting now that science is looking seriously at using yeah. what's been around for since humanity, these plants that have been around forever. And, you know, some people call them these plant allies because they're there, they're here to help us. They're here to help us make, make us better. And do, does somebody have to be there to sort of guide you through this while you're doing it? Or can this is something that you can do by yourself? I, for ayahuasca, I always recommend like a, a, a shaman. I've never done it without a shaman. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's the traditional way I take ayahuasca. Now, different things like mushrooms, I think, you know, I think you're fine doing it by yourself. And there's mushroom shamans too. Um, Wachuma, San Pedro, I think you can um, probably do either way. But you know, ayahuasca is probably the, as far as plant medicines go, it's on the top of the top of the echelon for most serious, you know? And okay. I think, and I think when you're doing any of these things, you want to be careful because you want to like um, be mindful of your energy and where you're at because you're opening yourself up. Right. So 
for example, in the jungle, when we first started ayahuasca, they said to not walk outside too much. You got to go to the bathroom. You got to, you know, step out for a little bit. You can, but within that maloka, within that temple, the sacred space, you're protected because the shaman sings, sings vicaros that protects the whole room. Okay. When you're outside of that space, your energy's open and there might be good stuff out there, there might be bad stuff out there, but you know, it's not in that container. So something came to mind on any kind of plant medicine, you want to be sure like you're in a healthy environment, um, nature, stuff like that. But, but uh, ayahuasca, I definitely recommend using a shaman. Now, do you have some sort of a degree in this or did you go to school for this at all? Um, and is there schooling for this? Yeah, so I don't have a degree in, the, in this field and there really aren't any degrees in this field. So if I was working clinically with people with um, um, with extreme trauma or something like that, I'd want a professional that's like um, designed or that are geared up for that. For me, um, I'm usually working with performance in spiritual states, and I do that in the context of a shamanic retreat. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting because when I met my mentor, he, and he's also part of the projects, he's also overseeing everything that we do, and he's also yeah our guide and i always bounce ideas off of him so it's been amazing that way but it's an interesting field because it's such a brand new field there aren't, aren't really many degrees for it so usually people have might have a psychology degree you know people with like um chinese medicine or something like that there's no real degrees in neurofeedback um and what about other psychedelics that are more man-made like i mentioned lsd earlier and something like uh, ketamine which i don't even know if it falls into the category with the rest of them because they have legalized that in microdosing for use yeah. of therapy. Do, do you guys do anything like that with microdosing or anything with man-made uh, medicines? Well, no, I mean, we're blessed to be in Peru here and we have all these amazing plants access to us. So we don't <laughs> have to worry about okay. trying to get man-made or <laughs> this is not, this is not what we need to do. Okay. Uh, I can see states <laughs> when you're dealing with laws, like in the United States, people there that, you know, there's more demand for man-made, but like we're in this land of uh, plenty when it comes to like. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, what sort of people come to seek you out? What sort of folks are looking for help from you? Well, um, so I've worked at many ayahuasca retreats and for, for the general person, the general public, people are, are usually coming to uh, relieve suffering, a trauma they have. And especially... I would say a lot of Americans, you can see when they come down, like in their shoulders and their posture and their face, like these burdens that they're carrying. And some people will tell us, like, this is the first time in my life I've ever felt love. Or this is the first time in my life, like, I've not hated myself. And these are tough things to hear. But I'm also happy, like, they have this experience. They can take it with them. Some people are there for exploration. And some people come to learn. There's place in the jungle or you spend months at a time forming relationships with these plants. So people come for different reasons. Uh, we just started. So our first retreat was kind of friends and people we met, but um, we're, we're hoping to attract the more adventurous personality because okay. in these plant medicine retreats, there's a lot of beauty and I, I, I love them a lot, but like anything in modern society in the spiritual space, the new age starts coming in and this kind of like new age philosophy and everything's love and light. And I think I see like the advantages of it, but also this isn't traditional shamanism. Traditional shamanism is about going to the deep, dark places in your own soul and facing that. So our uh, retreat, how I like to call it is like the hero's journey. Like it's your own journey to find your own hero. And uh, it's a place to be challenged. We're always here to help, but like 
we're here to also tell you, you might be challenged. This might be tough, right. but you overcome it and we're here to support you. But in the end, like you have to like go and in, go internal and find your own resources to do it. And, um, I think we learned that in jujitsu. We learned that in ayahuasca and we learned that in life. So to take that forward and to have that accomplishment, go, Hey, I did this. I overcame. I saw my own soul. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I saw on your, on your website, you talk a lot about the people after they go through this experience and then being able to take it home with them and utilize it in their regular everyday life and be able to change the way that their brain thinks every day. Uh, how does that work? How do they take it? So, so, the, so the, from the scientific point of view, this neuroplasticity is like this amazing time to change yourself. So we're not sure how long it'll last. The studies haven't been done yet. So it might be a month, might be three months, might be longer. But you're, but all of a sudden, your brain is open to learn new experiences and do new things and change your lifestyle. So I always emphasize people pick up yoga or meditation or start playing music or anything, you know, because like you're, you're so primed for it. Your brain's ready for it and your energy's ready for it. Um, we also do neurofeedback remotely with people. So that's what we oh. specialize in. Okay. Yeah, so they can go home and do take a, like a portable neurofeedback device with them. Oh. And with that device, they can like train these deep states and it takes them back to the realms of ayahuasca. So we actually did some experiments with this where people, um, after they're done with ayahuasca, they did neurofeedback a month later and these, we can train the brain to go to these hypnagogic states between sleep and awake. It's also that place where the subconscious meets the conscious, but it's also a spiritual space. And, uh, and people will say like, Hey, I, I felt the presence of mother ayahuasca with me. And that's exactly what we're hoping that, that they could take it with them at that experience. And we can help train the brain to re-experience it without the plant necessarily being present. Wow. But they've had that experience. Yeah. So it's a bridge, I would say. Okay. Interesting. And yeah. now earlier you said that uh, some people that you've found that this has helped people with ADD or ADHD. Um, does it help with other, uh, someone else who might have be neurodivergent in some other way, maybe um, uh, on the spectrum in some sort of a fashion? Yeah, no, I, it's actually, we're, kind of just starting the research and I published my first paper on this and I was going through previous brain imaging um, studies. There's some, but there still isn't a whole lot and they're not very unified in what they're observing. So it gives a, <laughs> gives me a nice opportunity to explore this as well. Um, for example, no one's brain wrapped Wachuma at all, at all, okay. or, or mescaline for that matter. And like peyote as well. So there's all these opportunities for research. Um, 
But what we're seeing is massive changes in neuroplasticity, like I mentioned before, but we're also seeing the brain move in a direction that's needed. So how we look at it, it's not moving in one linear way. Um, say they have a certain marker for a certain thought process, like overthinking or like anxiety. We can see that in the brain. And then usually that process will change in a healthy direction with ayahuasca. But it's not always one unified direction. It's whatever that person seems to need. That's where the brain seems to go. So it's really amazing in that way. Wow. Are, are there negatives? Is there, can you become addicted to any of this or is there something that bad that could happen to you besides getting in your own head about it? Some, is there a negative? Um, well, that's an interesting question. I mean, the, the immediate answer is no, there's no risk of addiction okay. or anything like that. Um, I would say for the people who have been down here for a while, especially in the deep places of the jungle doing this kind of stuff, because I've actually lived in the jungle for periods of time. Um, you want to make sure you're with a good shaman gotcha. that's a, 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 and because you're putting your soul, your energy within that person. So that, I think that's something you're always very, very mindful of, of that you find a, a good shaman. Okay. Do you have skeptics or is anybody trying to stop you from doing this? Um, well, that's interesting too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the people that get it, get it. I find a lot of my, my um, barriers in the plant medicine space is people don't get it. I'm like, hey, I got this amazing technology here. I can measure the brain pre and post. I can show people the changes. And a lot of people are very skeptical about bringing technology into a medicine space. Really? That's yeah. interesting, yeah. huh? Um, what does your family think about this? Like, uh, do you have a significant other, um, your parents, grandparents, sisters, brothers, or anything like that? What do they think about what you're doing? Well, I think, so my family was initially... Uh, Probably a little skeptical when I first came to Peru, my first experience. They didn't know anything about what I was doing or anything else. But now they're very supportive. And I think the rest of the family, my grandparents are kind of old. So they probably even know everything that I'm doing down here. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they've seen the changes in me and they see me happy. You know, and um, I think my, both my parents could like, well, Luke's always been an adventurer. So it makes sense. But I think my mom especially sees like the changes in me and is really, really happy about it. Oh, good. Um, and so when I did go back and visit, I saw friends and family. It was really a special moment because I was coming back from two and a half years. I wasn't back for two and a half years. I came back with all these experiences and these stories. Everything from motorcycle rides in the Andes where there's nothing, you know, for miles and it's freezing, freezing cold and the top of Andean highlands to experience with the shamans, to people you've seen and people you meet. Because you, you meet all kinds of interesting people all over the world that come down here. And uh, it's been very, very special and very, very empowering. And um, with our retreats now, we want to bring that to other people in our own special way. When is the next retreat? Our next retreat is at the end of March. I think it's March 24th, April 2nd. And that's our, that'll be our second retreat. And how does someone uh, sign up and get involved if they would like to come do this and they feel like you could help them with some healing? Well, we have two um, parts to our business around neuroenlightenment.com um, is our, our webpage or our Gmail. But we just changed our retreat name because we have a. Oh. Um, so our retreat name is be Tiwaz Awakening, and Tiwaz is the the Nordic Germanic rune for the warrior. So, it's the idea is awakening the warrior within. So we're, okay. We, um, so I that's like what we have that. to, Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, and can, any, so that, can anybody sign up? Like, if someone's interested, they can sign up and 
and pay for it and go out there? And do you, do they, do you give them a place to stay or do they find their own place to stay? Yeah, no, we have a whole retreat center. So, um, we, we rent one where we go through a person that we really, really like, and she's an amazing chef and it's the best food we've had at any retreats and she's done her own, um, plant medicine work. So she designs a diet around the person. Wow. But yeah, yeah, around like the process of purification as you come in, everything's organic. Um, it's mostly vegetarian. And I asked for, you know, a couple of days of fish, but it's like perfect for um for retreat. So everything like the food and your room and everything else is provided. So it's just one um yeah, all one package. One awesome experience. Well, I know from my friend Jeremiah that he had a wonderful, enlightening experience and he has nothing but wonderful things to say about it. And I know from personal experience that this sort of a thing can actually open your mind and help you if you are experiencing some sort of trauma or insecurity in your head. Uh, And I think it's really cool that you're doing this. And I really appreciate you taking the time to tell me a little bit about it. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for interviewing me. You can find links to Luke's retreats and his work wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks for joining me this week on Delightfully Different. Coming up next week will be part two of this episode. I'll talk with one of the shamans and one of the plant cultivators. If you or someone you know lives life differently, I'd love an interview. Email me, Lexi on the radio at gmail.com. That's L-E-X-I on the radio at gmail.com or go to delightfullydifferentpodcast.com and have a delightful week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.